plant a garden, a tremendous garden. And then we got everything canned or froze or put up. He would take and plow the field and plant it with collard greens and turn up greens and all, and, and, and all these greens. I mean, mustard greens, just the whole field. And it, it would be as big as this church here. And uh, it, it was, I, I don't think I'm exaggerating a bit. I mean, and, and we just eat greens till we turn green. And uh, some folks came by. And I love this. And they were the Ethiopian open persuasion. And, and uh, is that not a good politically correct, isn't it? And they asked my dad, said, can we have some, some of those collards and those greens? And dad said, yeah, just pick all you want. And I love this. We come in the next day, and the whole field was cleaned. <laughs> the whole field. And I love this. My daddy said, well, I told them just pick all they wanted. And I guess they took me up on it. Here's this woman, this woman here. That's what she did. She said one thing for certain. She had ability. He had a need. She wasn't guilty of keeping her ability to herself. She didn't wait to be asked, manipulated, or coerced. She not only volunteered, but she insisted on meeting the need. She didn't wait for the neighbors to do it or somebody else to do it. She did it herself. Second, Number one, serving. What's number one? Serving. Number two, she was spiritual. How you know? Listen to what she said. And she said unto her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God which passeth by us continually. Now, I love that. The fact that he was holy didn't intimidate her. Do you understand... If you want to live for God, you're going to intimidate some people. I've not been in a hospital for a good while, for the last five, six months. But before the COVID mess, I could walk into a hospital and announce who I was, and I don't care if there's 20 people in there, it would go, it would, they would. <laughs> I always laughed. The only one that stayed was the poor person in the bed. They couldn't get up and go. Everybody else would just leave. I'm serious. It almost makes you wonder, you know, do I smell or what? No. People get intimidated when a pastor or a preacher gets around them. And, and a lot of people get intimidated and turned off by holiness. But she didn't. She appreciated this about Elisha. She said, I perceive. In other words, she said, I, I, I think he's a holy man. As a matter of fact, she discussed his holiness with her husband. You didn't get that. She, she talked to her husband. And so this lady was spiritual enough, had enough spiritual discernment about her to recognize that God was doing something great with Elisha. She had a, a spiritual perception to understand that and know what that was. Oh, no wonder she was great. And it provoked her to love and good works. Now, she must have been familiar with holiness for her to be discerned holiness in Elisha. 
she was willing to make drastic changes in her home to accommodate him. Not only was she, first of all, what was number one? What's number two? Spiritual. Number three, she was sensitive. That's what she said. Let us make a little chamber. How many's ever heard of prophet's chamber? How many's ever heard? Some of you don't. Most church, Lord, we're, we're really, we're either out of it or we're just, that most churches years ago, I don't know, it's not as common now, but some churches do. I've stayed in one or two of them. They, they have what's called prophet's chambers. They, it's a little apartment on, the, on a, uh, the church property where missionaries and preachers can come in and stay during the week of revival. Brother Finley's got a prophet's chamber. I've stayed there uh, before. This is where it was birthed. And he said, let us make a little chamber. I pray thee on the wall and let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick and it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. Not only was she serving, not only was she spiritual, but she was sensitive. Her heart for ministry caused her to look for more opportunities. She wasn't just content to cook for him. She, she was already having him to come into her house, but she wanted to do more. And she looked for ways to improve and expand what she could do. What would it be, even in the midst of this COVID mess, if we looked for ways we could expand what we're doing for the glory of God. She undertook a work on a broader scope than just feeding him a meal. She, she had been meeting one need, now she, she wanted to meet another. Uh, his need for him, food was important, but his need for a place of rest was also important. And what I want you to see is this. She was, she was thinking. What made this woman great? She was thinking. Well, what can I do? What can I do to make this better? What can, what, what can I do? I, I can't do everything, but I, I, I know what I can do. Uh, uh, I love this. There's folks in our church sitting here tonight. And I just love these people so much. It's not that they do, they can't do everything. In some places they are limited. They, they, and it's just out of their control. But oh, I want you to know they're doing what they can. And, and God says that and applauds that because they're, they're doing what they can do. See, you're, we're busy looking for what we can't do. I, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't. Why won't you tell me what you can do? What you can do. And she was very sensitive to that. 
nursed with me, number four. She was systematic. Now, I, I don't know if you caught this, but she had a list, and she's planning this thing. She's not going to Goodwill and buy the sleeping bag, stick it in. She took a project that took a lot of effort, and she's made a list. Now, I love this. She went to her husband, said, let us. You didn't notice that, don't you? Let us. Not just let us. So it's something she was involved in. It involved construction. It involved interior design. It involved shopping for furniture and linens and lighting. It involved an approach to, to planning and doing this. It's something her and her husband done. Oh, let me just say this. That there's something... What was the first one? Now, if you can't get past that, you will never go towards else. But when you, you start serving then it's amazing how God will let that thing mushroom out. I, I, I was thinking the other day, a lady, she had been paralyzed from her neck down, totally paralyzed. And she whined around and felt sorry for herself for a while. But then she called her daughter in there and said, I want you to call the pastor and give me all the prayer uh, uh, people to pray for you can, and I want you to put them up on the ceiling and on the walls because she could turn her head to where I can see them and, and put them on the wall, and I'm going to start praying for these people every day. I can do that. Well, a long story short, by the time she died, that whole room was plastered I mean, walls, ceiling, and thousands of names. People would come to her house and beg to go in and pray with her. And her daughter said, no, nobody can go in during her prayer time. She won't allow nobody in. This woman influenced thousands of people, not because of what she couldn't do, but what she could do. And she was systematic about it. She had names on the walls where she could see. Not only was she systematic. Ah, oh, it's amazing. I, I read this. And, and, and again, remember, if God chose to put it in this book, it must mean something. I pray thee, let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick I mean, she is fixing him a not, for that day and that custom a very nice room. Notice not only that. She was number one what? Number two? Number three? Number four? Some of you are reading the paper I gave you. I know you are. Because your memory's not that good. Number five. Oh, don't miss this. What's number one? 
reason why some of you can't get to number five is because you never get to number one. She was satisfied. Selfishness will create a dissatisfaction that nothing in this world will ever feel. Nothing. Are you listening? Selfishness will cause a dissatisfaction that nothing in this world can absolutely feel. Can't feel it. No matter what. She was satisfied. Now, Elisha's talking here. He said to Gehazi, his servant, Call this Shunammite. When he had called her, she stood before him. And he said unto her, Can you just imagine? I think he's sitting in his brand new apartment, his prophet's chamber. He calls for this woman. Here she is. Say now unto her, Behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? Ma'am, how much do we owe you? Ma'am, what's the bill on this? How much do we owe you? Wouldst thou be spoken for to the king? By the way, don't miss this. Elisha had an audience with the king. He could do that. Elijah never did, but Elisha did. You want me to talk to the king? Or you about a matter? Or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among mine own people. Now here's what she's saying. It's terminology, the language is tricky. It sounds, it sounds like she's shoving him off. Sounds like she's saying, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, 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 an Israelite or not. I'm a Shunammite and I dwell my own. That's not what she's saying. Here's what she's saying. She said, no, you, you don't owe me nothing. And I'm satisfied with just what I have. She said, I'm thrilled. She said, you owe me nothing. I dwell among my own people. In other words, she said, I don't need to go anywhere. I don't know, need anything. I don't need to go anywhere. I don't need to go to the king to be happy. I'm, I'm satisfied. One of the greatest things that's missing in a Christianity today is just Holy Ghost satisfaction. I would ask you, do you wake every morning and open your eyes and thank the Lord and just content or is it always got to be something else? I'm not talking about work to do or things you may... If you're buying, driving a piece of junk and you need a new... I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about just being... Contentment is not what you got in your hand. It starts in your heart. And Paul said, I've learned whatsoever state to be content. She had no desire to be paid or compensated for her service. She did not... She did, she, she did what she did because it brought her joy and satisfaction not to be noticed. She desired no recognition for what she did. I'm going to tell on a woman here. Let's go get ready. I'm, I'm going to tell on her right now. One Christmas, 
I heard a sound on my front porch. And I noticed a white car going down the road and has a coconut cake on my swing. She thought it was hid, but I knew it was. It's not, see, if you've got to have a pat on the back, then it can never be enough. If you've got to be acknowledged, it's never enough. If you've got to be lifted up, nobody can ever satisfy you because you're the only one that knows how much you need to be lifted up to be happy. You understand? But there is a Holy Ghost contentment. And she, we don't even know her name. But we know this. She's a great woman because she was a selfless servant. Now God's men thought about how much work went on. Father's lying to bed. And he said, Behold, wow, thou hast been careful. In other words, you, you've not just done it. You've done it well. And that's all she wanted. Her only desire was to give a need, solve a problem, fill a void. Now, so now what's the first one? Second, go ahead and get your paper out. It'll be okay. Third, fourth, fifth. Is that, is that what made her great? Because I'm thinking, we got people here that fit that box. And I believe we have some great people here. Is that the greatness? Is that it? I believe it's the next two things that truly slid her over into greatness. And I preached the whole message to get you to these two points. Because I believe this is what compelled her greatness. You see, we see her at her best of times. We've seen her serving and giving her best. And a prophet's guy's chamber, it's all finished. The siding is on. Roof is on. Everything's done. 2 Kings 4.14 And he said, What then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Verily, she hath no child. <laughs> I hate this. And her husband is old. <laughs> Bless God. This, this husband is senior. The Bible says, Verily, she hath no child. <laughs> It sounds like he's dead old. Ain't no hope there for him. And her husband is old. And he said, Call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the door. He said, About this season, according to the time of life, nine months, thou shalt embrace the son. And she said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, I love this. Please don't lie to me. See, this day a woman's heart cry was to have a child. It was their heart cry. 
because she had no child. She said, Thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season. And Elisha had said unto her, According to the time of life. Then note, verse number 18. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father, to the reapers, and he said unto his father, My head, my head! And he said to the lad, Carry him to his mother. I want you to know the sixth thing that I believe brought a greatness, her self-control. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. And she called unto her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses, that I may run to the man of God to come again and come again. And he said, Wherefore wilt thou go to him? This day is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. Wow. Her babies just died. Does that mean you know what that means? Her baby just died. Then she saddled an ass and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. So she went and came to the man of, of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass when the man of God saw her afar off, he said unto Gehazi, his servant, Behold, yonder is that Shunammite. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her, and say unto her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, It is well. Your baby just died. It's not well. I saw something here that I've never seen. And it might be the greatest truth I'm going to give some of you here tonight. She wasn't about to stop and waste time talking to somebody that couldn't fix her problem. Now, I know that's blunt. And I know that's just pointed. But we spend too much time talking to people that can't fix our problems. We spend too much time talking to people that cannot fix what's wrong in our lives and what's going on. I, 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 I love you, but you would do well not to talk to people about stuff that they can't fix to begin with. And, and she said, they, it said, is he all right? Is your husband okay? He's okay. Is the boy okay? He's okay. Get out of my way. I'm heading somewhere. See, her faith in God kept her calm. She wasn't a mean, cranky person. She was kind and gracious and loving. And her son, she held her son all morning, never complaining. Her son her child died in her arms and she doesn't become hysterical. 
She don't go off the deep end. Notice what she did. She went in. She laid him on the man of God's bed, a picture of laying her problems at the feet of Jesus. Second, she went out. She trusted God with his power. She shut the door upon him. You know what she done? She believed him enough to shut the door and leave it with him. She went in, she went out, and she shut the door. Boy, we do well. You go in, lay our palms at the feet of Jesus, walk out, and shut the door. Amen. Last point. She was self-controlled, but she was submissive and surrendering. 2 Kings 4, And he went in therefore and shut the door upon them twain and prayed unto the Lord. And he went up and laid upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth, his eyes upon his eyes, his hands upon his hands, and stretched himself upon the child, and the flesh of the child waxed warm. He'd already gone cold. Bigger mortis had already set in. He then got cold. And he returned and walked in the house to and fro and went up and sneezed himself upon him and stretched himself upon him. And the child sneezed. <laughs> Let me read that again. And he returned and walked into the house and uh, to and fro and went up, went up and stretched himself upon him. And the child sneezed seven times. And the child opened his eyes. And he called Gehazi and said, Call this Shunammite. So he called her, and when she was coming unto him, he said, Take up thy son. See, she didn't try to tell God how to fix her problems. She didn't try to tell Elijah how to, Elisha how to fix her problems. She just stayed out of the way and let God deal with it. She let God be God. She didn't try to tell the man of God how to help her. She let him do what he felt he needed to do. All of these characteristics, servant, spiritual, sensitive, systematic, all those are great. They're wonderful. But you see, God took the blessing to test the five things. Now that's a I wouldn't have done that, but that's what he did. He took the blessing, the son. And for a little while, he used that son to test her servant, all of those things. And she displayed a self-control and a surrender and submissiveness to whatever God wanted to do. I... I believe if, there's any, if we're going to be great in this hour we're living in, it's going to take God's people being that. We want to be great. And by the way, I don't care what, what environment we live in, we can be great for the glory of God. But it's going to take self-control. It's going to take surrendering to the will of God. Not what you think. God doesn't even tell us their name. But when he's done, Holy Ghost pinned it in the world. And there was a great woman 
in Shunem. A great woman. Oh, what? When you get to heaven, you'll see a woman come down the street of gold and, and praising God and will say, who, who are you? She said, I'm the great woman of Shunem. Oh, you are. I preached about you. <laughs> now, of course, you've got to be saved to be there. If you're not, going, if you're not saved, you won't be there. Ask for nothing. So you've got to be saved. But the boy, if you are, you meet her. You know how you'll meet her? She'll be the great woman of Shunem. I believe the potential for every person here, we can all be great. We can all be great. All of us can serve in some fashion. That's just a precious lady here tonight. I got, I got, I, I was reluctant. I've been wanting to, I got, I'm just reluctant, but she's, she's in the circumstances just plumb out of her control. And uh, she's, she's just trying to do some things. But you know what? She's still serving her Sunday school class. She still is. I'll I just be honest with you. It's amazing what God does with people. She's, she's just in a situation she can't, but, but she's still serving. She's still serving. And we, make, we all want to be great. It all be in our heart to be great. There was a great woman in Shunem. Let's all stand to our feet. Every head bowed and every eye closed.